Well, welcome to the Thinking About Massage podcast. This is a podcast about therapeutic body work, but a very specific aspect of therapeutic body work, the mental side, which includes communication, our approach, and mindset. I'm your host, Stephen Shul. We are coming to you today from Austin, Texas, beautiful Austin, and I am joined by three wonderful people. Philip Russell, hey. Kenny Brown, Hello. who are both massage therapists in the state of Texas, licensed massage instructors in the state of Texas, and we have Allison Moreno. Hello. The lovely Allison, who is the president of Okaven Massage. She's the brains of the operation. Well, today, guys, I want to ask you guys a question. But now it's a little bit unfair because you guys already know the answer. It's a lot more fun to ask this question to massage therapists who don't know where I'm going with this question. But so why don't you, why don't, maybe we'll pl- do a, a little thing and, and ask, answer it how you think you might have before you knew what I, where I was going. So the question, is, the question is, what is the treatment for a headache? What's the treatment for a headache? Go ahead, Mr. Phil. I, I know how I would used to treat it. Yeah. I would probably give you a massage okay. and and maybe some extra time rubbing your head. Okay. And and hope that yeah, well that should do it. You extra time to the head, that's where you were hurting. Yeah, had a headache. That, okay. That'd probably be it. Yeah. Okay. I, I probably would have uh done some temple work and some jaw work. Okay. And uh maybe maybe some you know, soothing, you know, massage to kind of help them de-stress. And since I'm not a massage therapist, I'd pop two Advil and say a little <laughs> prayer. Yeah. Okay, good. Well, there's, there's a, okay, okay, so of course, here we got the uh, massage therapists are talking about massage treatments for headaches, and the, the lay person over here, the, uh, the nice lady, is talking about a, med- a medical approach to it, or a, you know, a, a chemical approach, so to speak. So, okay, so what is the treatment for a headache? I would like to say to you, that it depends on the cause of the headache. So the treatment for a headache is going to be different depending on the cause of the headache, right? Uh, let's say that you have an eye problem, that need, you need corrective lenses, and you don't have them, and so as you're going throughout the day using your, your eyes, puts a strain on things and gives you a headache. So the, what would be the treatment for a headache in that case? Glasses. Corrective lenses, right. Mm-hmm. Let's say, heaven forbid, that someone had a brain tumor causing a headache. Would we give them Advil? Would we give them corrective lenses? We better get them to a doctor, and we better see if we can remedy the, the problem, right? Right. The tumor. So... If it's, you know, if the headaches are a result of sulfites in wine, we don't do that. You know, there's, there's lots of different causes of a headache. So the treatment for a headache is dependent upon what the cause is. My experience would tell me that headaches in large measure are caused by musculoskeletal issues. Areas of problems in muscles that create pain back into the head and that and my experience is that easily 80% I would say it's potentially even higher maybe even 90% of all headaches that walked into my office for many years could be dealt with could be could be treated by myofascial means by doing massage 
And so the, the treatment for this headache, for many headaches that are affecting humans, are myofascial, myofascial basin and require. So, so, so again, my, my point here too is that the cause of a condition, like a headache, requires you know, that kind of a treatment. Just like, I, sometimes I'll use the example of a, of a toothache. You know, if you, if you have a toothache, we need to get a dentist to go in there and fix the problem. Maybe it's a cavity. And it, you know, you need to get the dentist to drill the tooth and do their dental thing so that you, you, know, you can resolve the, the problem. So that's the, that's the, that's the idea. Um, so well, and what I think you're maybe hinting at there is because there's an issue and there's a corrective solution for it, you're going to treat that issue with a series of treatments or, you know, a technique that you know works as opposed to for a toothache you would just clean their teeth, right? I mean, well, yeah, you, yeah, you, so... You're not going to clean their teeth and yeah. say, "Hey, I hope yeah. I hope your toothache yeah. is gone." Yeah. Here's a toothbrush. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, well, I, I I and I haven't been very clear about this, so I'll try to make it a little clearer. The idea then is that you need to to base your treatment on what's causing the problem. So, um, in the and then I mentioned that many headaches are called by myofascial caused by myofascial reasons, muscle-based tendon things. So the treatment for those needs to be a myofascial treatment, right? Mm -hmm. True. And so if we if we give if we give Advil, if we give other types of things uh, that might potential could could you know, could could be helpful, but maybe it won't fix fix the problem. So my um, my question to you then is, is it's kind of a rhetorical question in a way, but it's um, if it let's stick with this headache that is caused by in large measure by myofascial problems who's going to who's going to de deliver the treatment for that uh, that would be a therapeutic specialist a uh, person that we have trained and the skill set that would allow you to go and look for the trigger points look for where the pain is originating from where it's um, going to and to know that the skill set that you're applying to that client is going to help them i mean it really you know, I'd be honest, I, mean, I had a 16-year-old kid who had to drop out of school because of headaches. And his mother was giving him meds. They had gone to the doctor, and they looked at the CAT scans, couldn't find anything wrong with him, but he was suffering every single day. And I think this was where I had my epiphany with the, the protocol that she had given us because I really, at that point, had never gone to the, 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 the level of intensity that I, I did on this kid. And I'm working on the occipital tendons, and his feet are kicking like he's swimming. He's making these guttural sounds, and I went from, like, I know I can help you. I felt bad, but I kept going. And then I told him, come back and see me again in a couple of days. He did, and we went through this for about two weeks and about six or seven treatments. And then by the seventh or eighth treatment, this kid came in and grabbed me, picked me up, hugged me, and told me that he wasn't afraid of waking up anymore. And that was when I realized that going and working in the areas that we train people in really didn't make a difference. I, was a, I became an instant believer from the success that I had. Okay. So the idea then is it's not, even though I, I, I brought this up by, by asking what's the, what's, the, uh, what's the treatment for a headache, I could just as easily have said, what's the treatment for a shoulder problem? 
and we could have had the same discussion. Sure. The treatment for any, any condition is dependent upon what's causing that condition, right? So that's kind of where I want this, I'd like this, this discussion to go, is, is a little bit about this. So the idea then is, is um, you know, in each, each area of causation, let's say you've got a shoulder problem and you've got a, a tear of a, of a tendon that's torn beyond the healing capacity of the body, you, you need a surgeon to deal with it. So the idea is that in every domain you have problems and then you have a category of, of doctor or, or practitioner that can, that's best suited to deal with that problem. And my, my insight here that I wanted to share with you and let the, the folks out there listening to the podcast think about is that for this category of problems, musculoskeletal problems, who's going to address those issues? If we don't, is the medical doctor going to address a myofascial condition, if you have, let's, let's take a headache. If you've got tendons and, and muscles that are creating pain back into trigger points, that are creating pain back into the head, causing a headache, is the medical doctor going to, I'm not saying anything negative against medical doctors, of course. We, I'm glad we have them. I have a doctor. Um, but is, is the medical doctor going to rub those spots out, going to fix those, those areas of problem? Probably not. Is the physical therapist going to? Some, some might, but most won't. Is the acupuncturist going to do it? Maybe not. You know, so, so, so if we don't do it, the, the, the point is if we don't do it, who's going to? It seems to be that there's not an official profession for this type of treatment or these types of issues. Mm-hmm. Where I mean, traditionally in Western medicine, we go, okay, go to the doctor. Well, if the doctor can't fix it, you go to the next thing. And I think that's what you're tapping on is we're, people are going from one person to the next and not actually getting the, the condition or the cause treated. And uniquely enough, our profession, with the things that have been put together in these protocols and trainings, is specifically targeting those types of causes, in which case we are the solution in a whole lot of these cases, a very high probability is that's what you're saying is 80% of the time, maybe higher for headaches. We're actually your go-to as the first one. Kind of like if your back hurts and, or you slept wrong, you might go, oh, I'll go to the chiropractor. Well, it'd be great to say, oh, I need to go get a therapeutic massager or a therapeutic specialist. You know, just where we are turning into this industry of saying, this is what this does, and this profession does take hold into providing that level of care for these issues. And doesn't matter what it is, you know, just what is it, what is it, Stephen, 50 to 80 percent? I mean, I'm just throwing a number out there that I think you've got it in one of the pamphlets that says 80 percent of the time your pains are muscle-based pains. You know, three out of the five most common visits to the doctor are due to things that we could probably alleviate. That's mm-hmm. kind of powerful stuff. That's something that spoke to me. It said, mm-hmm. wow, I mean, any t- I know I haven't broken any bones and I haven't had any car wrecks that are so bad, and why do I hurt? Receiving the work that we do here, man, it, it makes me feel like a million dollars. Like, it gets rid of all my aches, and nothing else yeah. does. Yeah. <laughs> nothing. Yeah, for many, and I came up with these general percentages because of just lots and lots of experience and practice, 
But my experience was if somebody comes in with a musculoskeletal condition, shoulder pain, back pain, neck pain, hand pain, carpal tunnel, hip pain, you know, leg pain, knee pain, my experience is, what, is that about 80% of the time we could help those, those people significantly. And 20% of the time we couldn't. That made me think that there's a large percentage of these musculoskeletal conditions that myofascial therapist, I was you know, a myofascially oriented chiropractor, working with massage therapists that were myofascially oriented, meaning we're working very specific areas, very specific tissues, trying to affect a change. A lot of the work that you guys are doing right now, we could deal with those. So it's a high percentage. And, and my point with this discussion is, you know, Phil said it, we're, we're the, the treatment of choice for many of these kind of conditions. I agree with that. And if we're not doing it, my question kind of, like I said, it's kind of a rhetorical question, but, but it's a really, it's an interesting question. If we're not doing it, who is? Because the fact of the matter is that, and I, and I have an actual other podcast that I'm going to do on this very topic, but the point is that a lot of massage therapists are not comfortable doing therapeutic work. Mm-hmm. I think that's really the distinction between using the word therapeutic specialist is a massage therapist that is willing to do that kind of work. You know, I put the record straight. I mean, if you go out and get a, a regular Swedish massage for relaxation, you get enough of them, it will absolutely change your body. But it's about how much time it takes to get there. And I think really, truly, the, the definition for me for the therapeutic specialist is somebody who learns to communicate that with their client and puts them on a, a, a more concise path to get to their, their solution. So for those of you who are listening, you hear Kenny and Phil has mentioned this concept of a therapeutic specialist. We've never really defined that, but therapeutic specialist, therapeutic spe- we're, we're using the word therapeutic specialist to mean a massage therapist who is trained in specific myofascial techniques to be able to work specific areas. It's a, it's a very different kind of work than, let's say, traditional massage where you're doing either Swedish or even deep tissue. So it's real, it's real, it's kind of, it's kind of like rolfing. It's, it's a variation of rolfing, pin and stretch. We use pin and stretch. We use really uh, pinpoint pressure, trigger point work, working on specific uh, areas of, of, of the muscles and tendons that are irritated, causing those, those pain, referred pain patterns. So it's just a very specific set of, of work. Again, if anybody wants to see it, we, we demo it. We have all that training available free on Okaven Massage. Uh, okhavenmethod.com so you can see what we're talking about but um, yeah so it's an interesting it's an interesting question if we're not doing it who's going to do it and it's it, it's kind of sad to think that maybe a whole group of people who are really the, the treatment of choice for dealing with these musculoskeletal conditions they're not they're often not you know they're, they're not getting in there and working the, the, those problems and the reason that I came to this is that because you know, we, we train, you know, therapists to do it, do this work. And then often as I was practicing within this, uh, within the business, people would come to me and they, they would still be, be having problems even after the massage, uh, regular massage was, was, was done. Sometimes maybe 10 sessions of just standard massage. And then maybe I would start doing some therapeutic work on them. Maybe one or two sessions, they, they got a good result. So it really does, uh, it does make a difference if you're using very specific work. The great thing is, is that for massage therapists that really want to treat conditions, there is a path for that. If mm-hmm. they want to do maybe more therapeutic work and actually fix conditions, instead of maybe doing a traditional Swedish or deep tissue massage, there's a lot of really great techniques that can help 
free your clients from pain. And it can be very fulfilling work if you're able to tap into that skill set and learn the, the techniques and the communication necessary to perform that type of work. And there's a huge need for it as well, because as Steven said, so many massage therapists haven't tapped into that skill set. And there are clients that have this pain and would love to get rid of it, but they're not able to find a massage therapist that's able to handle it. And on top of that, they're going other places. They're going to medical doctors, they're going to acupuncturists, chiropractors, and they're still not being able to get that pain resolved. And so it is such a unique thing that massage therapists can do. And if they're able to tap into that, uh, the sky's the limit because there's no shortage of uh, clients that have uh, longstanding pain patterns that need to be corrected with massage therapy. So I want to throw a monkey, uh, kind of a little bit of a a little variation to this this discussion. And that is my experience, and and I'm saying this for the benefit of those listening, my experience, and I feel like I'm qualified to say this. I have been 33 years in the business. You know, we mentioned in another podcast that we've done, we're approaching 2 million massage sessions. We have 170 massages, massage therapists working with us right now. We do up to 600 massages a day. I mean, we've, I mean, I feel like I'm qualified to say this, and that is, generally speaking, the average massage therapist, and they don't really have a sense of the therapeutic value of massage for some of these these conditions that we've talked about. They, they know that it feels good and that they can help people, but I don't know, in general, I don't know how convinced the average therapist is about tackling these kind of issues. What are your thoughts? Now, do you mean that from a, do they not understand how powerful the work is? Yeah. The, oh, poten- the potential of massage to treat these conditions. Yeah, so it, it's actually something that's probably eye-opening for anybody in the general public, let alone in our industry itself. Because what would, I mean, you'd have a hard time convincing me right now if you told me that, oh, maybe three, four, five sessions of me doing these therapeutic techniques or these myofascial techniques, I, there's a fair chance I could get rid of your pain that you've had for a long time. It, I, I, I might call you a liar, you yeah, know, like yeah. you're full of baloney. Yeah. I, I've had this forever. Nobody's helped me with it. Well, you know, uniquely enough, we think that's the general public. Well, what you're mentioning is even our therapists, and not just our therapists, these are therapists in general, are very unaware of the potential of what they even got into this industry for generally is because they cared. They wanted to help somebody. Well, how, maybe they just are very unaware of how much they can help. And that's very empowering once you start learning these techniques and even receive them and then start to perform them, you'll start to see miracles happen right in front of your eyes. And it, it's, it's unique, though, to see that, yeah, nobody, they don't buy into that this is transformational until you receive it. And that's, that's across the board. Hmm. I don't know what you, you think. You know, I agree. Um, I think a lot of therapists, um, until they actually have a problem, uh, that may threaten their career that they get the work done and it changes the way that it feels on them i think that sometimes it takes that for some um and i think there may be a a a subsect of the uh, industry that kind of is imprinted upon with the, the the 70s 80s 90s philosophy kind of the 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 foofy 
you know, feel good kind of thing, which I don't, I find nothing wrong with that. That's my favorite kind of massage is the feel good kind. But um, I think that when you help someone, truly help them, and you actually can see that change, I think that convinces people. But I think that it's hard for some to push it to get to that limit because they've never had to experience a debilitating issue themselves. Yeah, and I think people listening to this, depending on where they are in the massage world, they may or may not agree with me. Um, but again, I, I've practiced in California and Texas, so I only have those two domains of maybe maybe in other areas of the world and the, the country it's different. But my experience has been that in general, therapists don't realize the therapeutic potential right. of body work. And what's interesting about that the reason this is an important, this is the reason I'm making this point, is because I would love for that to change. I would love for them to realize that there is a huge therapeutic potential for body work, for massage work. So we're going to leave it, leave it there for just a sec. So here we have a condition where the therap- the people who are best suited to treat the condition, the, the massage therapist, don't know that that they can do it for the most part, and that and the general public doesn't know that we can do it. So we, we you know, field a lot of calls every day, people wanting to schedule an appointment. And by and large, the people call up and say, I want a massage. They, they, they don't necessarily say, I have a shoulder pain or I have this pain. They just say, I call, I'm calling up to get a massage because they don't even, I mean, they have an intuitive sense that maybe a massage might help with something that's going on. But I don't know that they have an expectation that we're going to literally fix it or, or, or we're the, the person of choice. So you've got a situation where, the people that could do it don't always know that it's of the of the potential, and the general public. So there's a lot of education that needs to happen here, and of course, that's part of the reason we're doing the podcast. Hey, I went through massage school, and I think it was eight or nine months of the massage profession, completely unknowing that any style of this work, any semblance to it, and that's what actually makes me stick around, is that it's exciting to be mm-hmm. part of something that... Mm-hmm you know, is really transformational. But going through school and never being aware of you can really make an impact. I mean, everybody says, hey, you'll feel better and people love massage, right? I mean, everybody loves massage. It feels good. However, nobody speaks of, but hold on. You could really change somebody's quality of life. You could really help their shoulder move again. You you could really make their headaches go away. You, You go ask anybody who has headaches, what, three or four times a week or daily, and say, hey, what if I could get your headaches to once a month? You got their attention. Thank you. And that, that's what you can do every Thank day you. doing this type of work for all types of conditions. And that's, it's powerful, man. It, it's yeah. so powerful. Yeah, headaches are my favorite thing to treat. Um, and it's because it really impacts somebody's life when you can get rid of their headaches. I like low back. That's my favorite thing because... You know, if you have a headache, you can still roll around in bed. You can still stand up, sit down, get out of your car. But if your back goes down, wow, that is, that's game changer right there. Okay, well, I mean, let me tell you why I like headaches more than <laughs> low back. Okay, are you ready? Are you ready? All right. Okay, the reason I like headaches more is because headaches are so impactful for people. And it's really easy on me. You know, it's really easy to treat. Yeah, I mean, I, I treat three or four very small muscles. And um, you lo- sit down when you're doing it. I sit down when I'm doing it. Um, low back re- is work. Mm-hmm. You know, low back requires real work. I, now, I, I like doing it. I'm just saying my favorite right. are the headaches. I mean, I, uh, I always tell the story, but it's uh, a, a woman. 
a young woman actually in her early 20s had claimed to have headaches every day for seven years. Wow. And I, I think I did three or four treatments on her and they completely went away. And that, you know, I love that kind of stuff. Same story with yeah. Kelly. Our, one of our advanced therapists here had headaches for years. And until she got in our training protocols, she did not know they could be alleviated mm -hmm. and went through three or four sessions. And she doesn't have headaches anymore. Yeah. Powerful yeah. stuff. Awesome, awesome you know, stuff. and there's also the fear that people have, too, about, you know, this has been with me. I don't want to make it worse. And I think that, you know, if you don't know Ooh, what that's... you're doing and you go in there and start really kind of hammering around in the wrong places. I think you, you know, people have had that experience. So I even meet people who are afraid to have work done. And I, I go in and I, 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 I still do the areas, work on the areas, but I may not go at the depth. I'm just kind of sneaking it in there a little bit on them, trying to keep it at their tolerance level. And then you start noticing them kind of like a little mouse picking their head up looking for that piece of cheese. And they ask, you know, is there more that you can do? Well, of course. Let's let's make a couple of sessions happen. Let's just go it. for it. You know. Love it. Okay. Well, our time is up. Thank you, uh, Kenny, Phil, Allison, for being here today. We appreciate your time. If any of you are interested in any of the the techniques that we talk about here, OakhavenMethod.com. Uh, we have uh, videos there with all of our trainings. They're, these are free of charge. There's podcast episodes. There's a blog there. We're, there's even a schedule for hands-on training. Of course, we're in the middle of COVID right now, so we're not doing uh, a lot of hands-on stuff right this moment. There is a schedule that you'll see there. So uh, we'd appreciate it if you would rate this podcast and subscribe to it. We look forward to the next time. Thank you. Thank you.